anyone got a pencil? Hello and welcome to the Mixtape Podcast. My name's Mark and I am your host. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Every week on the show, I ask my guests to make up an imaginary mixtape and pick six tracks for it. I've had some incredible chats. They're already there in the archives, just waiting for you to stumble across them. I've had chats with Steve Kilby from The Church, Rowetta from The Happy Mondays, Rick from Ash. I've had Al Anderson, one of the original Wilders. I've had Clint Boone from your Spiral Carpets. I've had Donita Sparks from L7. I've had Scott Kirkland from The Crystal Method. There's lots and lots of episodes sitting there waiting for you to discover. If you enjoy this week's episode, please feel free to rate it five stars on Spotify and or jump up to the top of the page and hit that old follow or subscribe button. And you'll be notified every time there is a new episode. Catch up with everything I'm doing by going to www.themixtapepodcast.com. That's enough of the intro. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to another Mixtape show. And this week, it's my absolute pleasure to welcome Rob Snarsky to the show. How are you, Rob? Very well, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for coming on, mate. It's an absolute pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, obviously, people will know you from from the Black Eyed Susans from back in the day, but you're touring now as Snarsky Sir Lindy Band. Is that right? Yeah, I've got a combo with Lindy Morrison from the Go-Betweens and a few other people, Evil Graham Lee from the Triffords, mm-hmm. Dan Kelly and Shane O'Mara. So we we generally play where we can afford to. And then we pick up friends. Lindy and I will go interstate and pick up friends, and that's the case in Perth. So in Perth, we'll we'll have Ricky Mamie from the Brian Jonestown Massacre playing with us, as well as Greg Deer, Nigel Harford, and a, a few other special guests. Yeah, okay. I'll just run through your upcoming tour dates very quickly. So this Saturday, the 20th of January, Foundry 616 in Sydney, 2nd of February, Malthouse Theatre, in Melbourne, 3rd of February, Archie's Creek Hotel. 23rd and 24th, it'll be Lyrics Underground in Perth. And the 10th of March, it's the Wheat Sheaf Hotel. Is it your website for tickets, Rob? Is that the best place, robsnarski.com? I think sometimes it's a little confusing to find the exact place to go for tickets. So if you do go to my website and look under tour, you should be able to find a direct link to each of the shows. Awesome, awesome. Have you played Lyrics Underground before, Rob? In any, in any, I have. I've, I've played there a few times. In January last year, I played there with Lindy. In August of last year, I played there with my brother in our combo, which is Snarsky versus Snarsky. So I'm familiar with the place. I really love it. Yeah, yeah. It's a great venue. I was there um, just last weekend. Just a bit of a random one. It was just three bands I'd never heard of. Ten dollars a ticket. And me and my girlfriend were looking for something to do. And yeah, it was an amazing night. Really, really good bands. They were, they were fantastic. It's always good when you, you get a nice surprise like that. And the, and the underground itself, like it's a really cool venue. Like, you know, it's, it's a great room. And they, you know, they've spent a lot of time and money setting up the system there. So it always sounds crisp and clear, looks good. You, you've got yeah. a vantage point from any area in the room. So yeah, it's yeah. intimate. What can people expect, Rob? Obviously, Snarsky Circus Lindy Band is is kind of you know you got your your album out at the moment, but set wise, what what could people expect from from the gigs? Well, set wise, there'll be, I guess, some new tunes from Snarsky Circus Lindy Band as well as songs from the mini album, and and then 
diving into my back catalogue and and probably a hidden gem or two from our past. So expect the unexpected. <laughs> I had another question for you, Rob. I, I'm obviously, as you can probably tell from the accent, I'm not a native Aussie, but I always really I, nah, mate, nah. Yeah, so oh, but I, I thought always, you were from Mandurah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where most of my mates live. I was yeah. not even a joke. Even Rocking that's true. Yeah, yeah. I I always understood like the Black Eyed Susans as a, as a Perth band. That's how I always sort of thought of them. But uh, researching like you chatting with you today, and I watched a couple of other interviews, and and Black Eyed Susans were kind of referred to as, as a Melbourne band. So, like, it's interesting, I, I, isn't it? Yeah. I'll I'll tell you a bit of the history. The Susan started in the summer of 1989 in Perth and it was essentially a holiday band for all of us who'd come home for Christmas. So there were members of the Triffords. I was I was in a band called Chad's Tree. Phil Kakoulis was playing in a band called Martha's Vineyard and we were just hanging out at uh, Dave McCombs' house and all of a sudden this idea came up that you know maybe we should do a few shows and and if it if it goes well we'll make a, a record and then mm-hmm. we'll break up yeah, but yeah. i think we all found that we preferred that band to our full-time band so yeah. you know there was always something within our hearts to try and keep it going and when i came back to the eastern states i found phil and we had a lineup in sydney then we both moved to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. We had a lineup in Melbourne, and we both stayed here. So it's it's been a, a fairly sort of ro- heavy rotated lineup. There's been members of the Dirty Three, the Cruel Sea, the Jackson Code. All sorts of people have have played with the Black Eyed Susans. Yeah, no, I love that. I love the way you 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 sort of. It's more of a sort of a a cooperative sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a, you know, everyone, you know, just sits in when they can and no one's sort of, you know, committed really to, to a touring schedule or a recording schedule or anything like that. It's very loose in the sort of way you organize it. I think that's, that's a really good way to go. And of course, problems come up with that as well. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great concept, but when you've got a tour in place and then someone's going, ah, I'm going overseas or I can't commit to that. It became really difficult to to keep it going. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Okay, so like I said at the start, it's robsnarski.com for all the info on the tour dates. Let's talk about the, first, the record, Rob. Someone said that someone said, fantastic title track as well. I've been listening to it a lot over the last few days. And yeah, and what, what I liked about it, what attracted me to it initially was some of the fantastic song titles. They really made me want to listen. Like Rob O'Mara <laughs> wears mascara and since I slept with you, everyone wants to sleep with me. Like, so such good titles. They just want to make you listen to the song. Do you know what I mean? So tell us a little bit about the sort of recording process and, the, and your creative process with the new record, mate. Sure. Well, look, it's the first time that Lindy Morrison has been involved in, in writing lyrics. And, you know, she's divulged quite a bit of sort of her personal history to me and, and started sending me bits and pieces of lyrics and and I helped to sort of shape them into into these songs the first one being since I slept with you everybody wants to sleep with me which you know when I wrote the music for it I, I kind of was going for you know a bit like the only ones meets the buzzcocks but I think it turned out to be more like the banana splits or something it's it's about <laughs> as poppy as I'll ever get I wanted I wanted the songs to have a, you know a lot of color and, and I wanted it to be 
fun and almost sort of cartoonish. So I think we we managed to to capture that in the studio. Shana Mara Wears Mascara essentially is a song about the first time we were on tour together. The whole band met in Castle, Maine, in, in Victoria. Mm-hmm. And there was a sense of excitement. It was a thrill to be on tour again. And it felt like we were young and lost in our youth. And the, our behaviour was terrible. I was the only sober one amongst us. And it was just a really fun time. And I documented everything that happened that night and I put it into that song. So It's a fantastic story for sure. Yeah, I absolutely loved listening to the album over the last few days. I just wanted to let people know where they can where they can get it. Is it robsnarski.com again? They can buy the CD? Yeah, and you, the, you can, you can find it there. There's a few record stores around yeah. that are stocking it. I know Dada's in Perth have it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but generally you can buy it online. It's distributed by MGM in Australia. Right, okay. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, Rob, let's drop into your mixtape choices now, mate. And thanks so much for sending them through to me in advance because that doesn't always happen and it makes it so much easier for me when it when it does. So I appreciate that. So as as you know, my, my radio show is called The Mixtape and I like to ask guests when they come on to make up an imaginary mixtape and, and pick some tracks for it. And when I make up a mixtape, I always have to go in with like an attention grabber, one to really kick it off in fine style. And for that one, Rob, you chose Catelyn Kane by the go-betweens. Yes, I did. And I thought, look, I've got to mention Lindy Morrison being a big, a big part of uh, this show. And I remember the moment I heard this song sitting in a share house in Subiaco. And it wasn't long after that that uh, we found out that the band I was playing in, Chad's Tree, had all four supports with the go-betweens. So it always brings back great memories for me, meeting the go-betweens for the first time, getting to know them a little bit, and then seeing them as their, I guess, their popularity increased and their touring schedule increased. So they, they seem to vanish from Australia for quite a number of years and spent a lot of time touring Europe. So it's just lovely to hear that song it brings back yeah. a lot for me yeah no for sure for sure and it's i had a note on that i don't know why i've written it because i can't remember the exact lyrics off the top of my head but the the the, the first few lines of that song it was i just wrote down australian like it's really australian like the, the story that they're telling like you know yeah about, it's very you know, que- it's very queensland yeah, yeah. and it's yeah, a yeah, song yeah. about memory and and how it wastes away and and childhood it has a lot to do with childhood and, and, you know, a lot of sort of Grant's memory comes through, his father's watch, the cane fields. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beautiful. It's very evocative. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And for track two, Rob, I asked you to pick a song that you sing, or, or in this case, hum, loud <laughs> and proud when you're on your own in the car or the shower, and you pick the Triffids New Year's greetings, mate. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll probably hum that beautiful intro mm-hmm. more than anything else. I'm not much of a shower singer. I, you know, the only thing I do in the shower is kind of do a warm-up if I'm going up for, out for a gig. Same in the car. Yeah. So yeah. the only songs I really sort of belt out might be good old Collingwood Forever or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always loved this Triffid song. It's probably my favourite of theirs. It's a really sort of romantic heartbreaking tune new year's mm. greetings for me the triffids are one of those bands that when i first came to live in australia what would it be 
13, 14 years ago, they, they're not that well known outside of Australia and living in the UK, I'd not, I'd not heard of them before. And it was amazing to me to, to discover so much new Australian music that hadn't sort of really broken out into the mainstream outside of Australia. And the Triffids were one of those bands that I, that I really enjoyed. Wide Open Road is one of my favourite songs of all time. I absolutely love that track. Okay, track three, Rob. And this one, I think, um, not to not to do your choice any kind of disservice at all, but I've had several conversations about this. So track three is a, is a cover version and I've had conversations lately where, who was it last week? I last, last episode was Evan Stanley. His dad's Paul Stanley from, from kiss. And wow. I, he, he picked, he picked his cover version, but he, he, the caveat he gave was of course, hurt by Johnny cash is the one do you know what I mean? Like that's that's you know widely acknowledged as one of the greatest cover versions of all time. But the, aside from that, you know this, and so obviously you've chosen "Hurt" by Johnny Cash. Amazing choice. Talk talk to me about about that song, mate, and why you chose it. Well, I don't think anyone knows the original really. It's it's such a powerful, majestic vocal performance, and it also gave me the opportunity to to name drop. And this is something that you know a few people are aware of, but maybe not a lot. And the first time the Black Eyed Susans ever played outside of Australia, we were signed to American Recordings, which is mm-hmm. Rick Rubin's label and Johnny Cash was on that label too. So we got to play yeah. with him in New York at the Irving Plaza. So the oh, bill wow. was a band called Parlor Jane. Then the Black Eyed Susans performed, then Johnny Cash performed, and then Wilco performed. And it's something that's going to be etched on our tombstones, I think. <laughs> Supported Johnny Cash. Wow. Mm. What a memory. What a memory. Know, did you it's incredible. To, did you get to meet him at all? I did that thing. I did that thing where I saw him and I realised he wasn't very well. He was kind of struggling. Oh, yeah. And I felt like I shouldn't, you know, interfere with, with the day, the evening. He just, he, he just didn't look like he was in a social frame of mind. So I kind of gave him his space, but I can tell you where our eyes met and uh, Mm -hmm. we have a song, the Black Eyed Susans have a song called Smoking Johnny Cash. Mm -hmm. His bandmates brought him side of stage to watch us and he actually thanked one of the the members of the Susans for that song. So that, that was lovely. That's incredible story and what a memory to have. Just going back quickly to Rick Rubin, I've always been of the opinion that Rick Rubin should be inducted as Rick Rubin into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for his for his work that he's done over the years. Like, you know, he, he put Aerosmith and Run DMC together for Walk This Way. You know, he did the Jay-Z album, the stuff that he's done with Johnny Cash and, you know, Geffen Record and every, his record label, like everything he's done, he's just... What a man for the for the you know rock and roll you know music industry. Yeah, that I really think like he's he's underappreciated as as a as what he does. Do you know what I mean? As, sure. As just being have you seen the, Have you seen three two one the McCartney documentary? No, no, I haven't. No, no. It's it's Paul McCartney and Rick Rubin in the studio with the two inch tapes or whatever recording originals that he could find of the Beatles, and they're just sitting there by this massive mixing desk. And he's he's soloing things, pulling things out of out of the air, and and playing them back to Paul, and just asking him, you know, what were you thinking? This this bass playing, you know, sounds like 
you know, a lead guitar or something. And mm. it's a really great intimate discussion. You, you, you sometimes they lose the thought of a, a camera being in the room. They're, they're just mm. like two mates talking about yeah, music. Yeah. It's really, it's worth oh. finding on iView. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely look that one up. That's one of the good things that I love doing about this this radio show and this podcast is talking to people like yourself and getting recommendations for you know music documentaries and, and albums and artists to, to, to get into. Yeah, incredible. Rick Rubin, yeah, shout out. If you ever want to come on, if you're watching Rick and you ever want to come on the podcast, mate, on the radio <laughs> show, so give me a shout and I'm sure I can fit you in. Okay, and track four, Rob, was a song you wish you could play to your 18-year-old self, and you went with the amazing Do You Realise by the Flaming Lips from Mishimi versus the Pink Robots. What is it about that song that you would have wanted your 18-year-old self to hear? I just think it's a really, you know, some people might think it's a bit cheesy, but I think it's a really profound song. And I remember seeing them at the big day out in Victoria thinking, this is possibly the best live show I've ever seen in my life. They were incredible. And it felt like everyone was a part of it. I don't know how, how you can do that in front of, you know, 10,000 people, but they managed, they managed to. And uh, I really love, I really love the sentiment of the song. Yeah. And as I said, I think it's a really profound piece of writing. So as an 18-year-old, maybe I, I could have thought, you know, that's where it's at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Try and write something like that. Yeah. I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, I think, good advice, good life advice for, a, for an 18-year-old in those lyrics as well. Yeah, a fantastic that's song. That's right. Enjoy, um, enjoy the moment because we're not here yeah, for yeah, a long absolutely. time. Absolutely. Did you know the story about the Flaming Lips vinyl record, the liquid-filled vinyl that, that they put out? Um, no. you, know, you know, you know, you can put vinyl records out with like liquid in between. You can put, you get like liquid sort of floating around inside the record. And Wayne Coyne had, I don't know how much it was, a pint or whatever of his own blood taken out of his arm and put into <laughs> and put into some of it. I can't remember the name of the album. Now it wasn't Yoshimi Battles of Pink Robots. It was it was another album, and they sell for like six, seven thousand dollars a piece now. Um, wow. yeah, they only made like however many, a hundred or however many they could out of the blood that they took out of his arm. Um, well, I just want to tell you, listeners, I won't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that is, as far as I know, that's a one off, and I don't think anyone would ever would ever think about um, <laughs> repeating that again. But yeah, that I would recommend that to, to anyone listening who, who's not who's not heard of the Flaming Lips. Yoshimi Battles of Pink Robots is, is an amazing album and yeah, well worth well worth checking out. Just a quick one as well. If you're listening to this on the radio show, then as you know, we'll be listening to the songs in between the chat. But if you are listening on the podcast, I will put a link in the description to this podcast of first of all, Rob's mixtape choices. Then there'll be a link to Rob's website and his social media and also to the playlist for the songs that he's picking. So you can just drop out of the podcast and, and listen to the songs as we go. So, okay, and track five, Rob. We've all done it. I know I have. Put a song on your mixtape <laughs> to let to let the person know that you're you're romantically keen and you chose All the Flowers by Angel Olsen. I've not heard this song before this morning. It's so beautiful. It really is one of the most beautiful lyrics and deliveries and melodies it's so pretty i remember hearing it 
well, I guess it must have been about two years ago now and you know time stops sometimes when you hear songs and that was certainly the case with this particular song it's it's a stunning song it's, it really is something where she's from it's knows. hard to think of you know rom romantic songs when you've been in a relationship with someone for 20 odd years as well <laughs> where's she from rob is she australian or, or... angel olsen yeah I think she's American. I'll have to do a quick check. Yeah, I'm not okay, yeah, I'm not exactly yeah. sure. I know she's passed through Australia a couple of times. But yeah, I, yeah, I just stumbled across that 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 song of hers. It's almost it, it, it almost has no time. It's a timeless song. I, mm. I can't imagine that it wouldn't fit in in the sixties or even the forties or it's it's one of those songs that could exist in any era. Absolutely, absolutely. And finally, Rob, track six of your mixtape, I'd ask you to pick something that's maybe a little bit obscure or a B-side or an album track or something <laughs> like that. And you chose the Finks, When What Changed Us Changed Us. Tell us a little bit about that one, mate. Ah, uh, this song, I just couldn't stop playing it. And this song was, well, this band was brought to my attention by a friend of mine in, in WA. So... Hello Wednesday, if you're listening. And uh, I, I listened to a couple of their albums, but this song in particular, it's it's about a share house situation, but this guy is sharing with his sister. And I guess they have a bit of a falling out, but everything he sort of describes with his, in this song, I think everyone can kind of relate to if they've ever sort of lived in a share house without too much money you know sort of suggesting that you know everything she cooked she put grated cheese on and you know they spent a lot of time talking and she had a, a an array of terrible boyfriends that he had to sort of put up with and yeah it's a great song it really is a terrific narrative and i hope you enjoy it as much as i do yeah no i did that that was i literally invented that question as a as a way for people to introduce me to stuff that I wouldn't I wouldn't have known before. That's the reason why I asked that question is is to get introduced to stuff like that. And and yeah, that's I've got a I've got a Spotify playlist of my own, and it's just called Track Six, and it's and it's all of these ones that people have introduced me to that I. That I'll I, have I, to I tune into before. it. I'll find uh, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link. Yeah, I'll send you a link. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's a fantastic track, and yeah, like I say, it's one of the reasons why why I love doing this show is is to is to get introduced to new people, and it's called the mixtape because. You know, that's our back in the day, gentlemen of our age, Rob, used to share their music, you know, making up mixtapes and, and giving them to friends and people. And yeah, so I like the radio show and the podcast is just that but for me, but just on a on a slightly bigger scale. On that note, Rob Snarsky, thank you so much for coming on the show, mate. Really, really appreciate your time. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. I'm pretty sure I'll be at one of the two Lyrics Underground gigs, so I'll hopefully come and say hello to you, mate. And yeah, I'll see you then. Great. Thanks, Mark. Thanks a lot, Rob. Cheers, mate. Have Cheers. a good one. That was the Mixtape Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to jump up to the top of the page and smash that follow button and you'll be notified every time there's a new episode or follow me on Instagram at the Mixtape Perf. Until the next time. <laughs>